Welcome to the Citizens Web 3 podcast. I'm your host, Brandon D'Artagnan. In this episode, local Victorian Australian artist Jasmine Mansbridge and I discuss her journey from the physical art world to the digital realm of NFTs and how she maintains both the physical and digital worlds of art in her career. She also shares how she leveraged and still uses social media to learn, transition, and maintain her NFT projects while juggling a family and an already established art career. Finally, we discuss the physical and emotional implications of starting an NFT project and keeping up with an already busy schedule. Please join me in welcoming Jasmine Mansbridge to the podcast today. All right, Jasmine, thanks for coming on the show. Really excited to have you. Just so we could dive right into it, I wanted to ask you a few questions about you know where you're coming from, sort of what you've seen in this space, and then some advice for the listeners. But I guess the first cab off the rank, is, as Ozzy say, is... Uh, Tell the listeners a little bit about you. Give a little bit of background where Jasmine, who Jasmine, like where you come from and, you know, and, and how you came to this space that we're talking about today in NFTs. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I actually, I, I, uh, I'm a painter first and foremost, and I spent, I lived in the Northern Territory actually in Catherine, fairly kind of remote place until I was 26. So it's like the furthest thing from the kind of digital world that we live in now, to be honest. Um, so painter and, you know, a lot of the kind of structures and things have kind of gone off the canvas and gone into installation work and sculptural work and then the animations, which have, which what became, you know, my first NFTs or my NFTs. Um, so really I've been making art for a long time and, I'm pretty diverse in how I tell the stories of my work, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, thanks for that. I've seen quite a bit of your work here recently, you know, getting prepared for this this episode. Mm-hmm. And I was really impressed with sort of, like you said, the diversity. So I guess sort of let's deep dive into that NFT component. Talk to us a little bit yeah, about sure. how you got into the NFT space. What compelled you to say, hey, this is out there. I think I'm going to get into it and, you know, and try my hand at it. Yeah, look, absolutely. I um so it was basically in lockdown uh if you know anyone listening, we had pretty tight lockdowns here in Australia and Melbourne and I had a, a solo exhibition um that I knew most people would not see physically and so I had this piece of um work that I wanted to make and you know the animation of one of my paintings so that wherever in the world people were looking, they could come in and not just look at the flat paintings, but then really interact with one of the works as an animation and, you know, extend the interest of the show, for example. Um, And then someone saw that and was, you know, it was when this was like beginning of, uh, what are we now? Must have been beginning of 220, like beginning of last year. And they're like, oh, you know, you really should consider NFTs for your work. And so there was a couple of conversations I had with people and that was literally I had to set aside quite a bit of time um, Googling, listening, like really learning about this. It was like learning a whole new language and really getting online and, and talking to other people in cl- like Clubhouse and Twitter and I really had to dive into that world to learn about it and understand, um, connect with other people interested and in NFTs. Yeah, so that's that's kind of like how I got in. That was my initial. So I didn't have to make my work fit into NFTs, if that makes sense. Like, sure. I think there's a lot of artists who are looking at how can I make my work an NFT, whereas I had like my the geometry of my work and the 
the the movement that I was always wanting to embody in my work anyway, previous to animating was already there. You know, it was like a natural fit, I felt. No, that's good. I hear you. Um, touch on that clubhouse component. I know you and I talked about this for this session. You were talking about clubhouse. You were talking about some activity, and that's where you found some traction in terms of, you know, getting exposure and learning more. And, and when you talk about learning, you know, uh, the age old adage is, you know, put a hundred hours of research into it before you do something. And, you know, I'm sure yeah. you, you went down that rabbit hole in your, in your research component, but going back to the clubhouse, you know, I think about clubhouse discord, a lot of places that people are trying to build community with NFTs, uh, rather the artists, founders, project founders, it really doesn't matter. You know, there's these sort of social media platforms where people are finding areas of exposure. Talk to us a little bit about, you know, how Clubhouse was, I guess, sort of that melting pot for you. And then where is it now? Yeah, sure. Um, so I kind of like, uh, I mean, I'm someone who I, you know, I really enjoy people anyway. I And I enjoy, you know, I, I enjoyed Clubhouse and aspects of the socialization of it, not purely just to try and learn about NFTs, like, and I think that's a really important thing to differentiate because if you're going in there just to learn, like just with this approach to just learning, it's like anything or just wanting to meet people who will help you, it's not going to kind of work. Like you've got to kind of be equal. There's like a curiosity that you need and an interest, a sustained interest that you need. And I know a lot of people who I kind of helped get into Clubhouse or get in just then disappeared because you've got to have, there's to have some longevity, you've got to, keep showing up and in saying that so I met another guy in Clubhouse like Clubhouse if you don't understand it's like it's like social rooms that are just you're not seeing people so the great thing about it is you can sit there in your pajamas and you haven't done your hair and you know you can be chatting right all these people are for me I'm always painting so I would just be working and, and talking to people um so they're elements that I think make Clubhouse really successful and global so a lot of most of the people that I met on there are not weren't out in Australia they're in different parts of the world and so you can be someone's morning and someone's lunch break and someone's three in the morning so but I started a, a clubhouse called fish tank with another guy just it was literally just the the take was just it wasn't like the whale fish the big fish which I, <laughs> I didn't know at the time but it was just literally a place to all come and like socialize just a funny name and that's still going actually and most Thursday nights that happens um it's Thursday night in Australia it's and a lot of the people I met are in the UK so it's like 9am in London and 7am here I mean, 7 p.m. here or whatever. Um, and so that's still running and that's more than a year later. And so I've made, you know, I'm, I'm going to go to London later in the year. And they're like, I think it's the same with anything, you know, like the word networking is kind of a dirty word because it is sure. kind of a dirty word. Like it's that same thing. It's like genuinely making friends there and being interested in being, in, generally being interested in their work, generally being interested in collectors, what they're, because all collectors are different, just as all arts different, all artists are different. You know, it's just such a, I think it's got to be expansive two ways, always, whenever you're doing it. And I think all the same principles from the real, real world art are just all things that have transferably come across with me into NFT world. There's no difference. That's That's how I see it anyway. Yeah, I hear you. It's interesting you talk about, you know, it's no different 
that it is in the real world. And I think that's important for people getting into the NFT space because they see it as something some people may say they may be on the fence and see NFTs as something that's, you know, sort of new and uh, and transcending and yes and no. I mean, yes, it is new, but at the same time, it's just another mechanism for for collectors and viewers to connect with the artist. You, you talk about being in your PJs with Clubhouse, you talk about different time zones. And, you know, I think that's huge yeah. for for these collectors and, and, and like I said, viewers to be able to connect with that artist, regardless, irrespective of time zones. And I think NFTs sort of break that down or if not build a bridge uh, between that gap. One of the things I'm really curious about from an artist's perspective and you specifically, because you've gone down the NFT journey already, you know, and continue to do in your own regard, in terms of up and coming artists or artists that are already established, it doesn't really matter, but these artists that are looking at NFTs and looking at this whole web three and blockchain and how NFTs are going, you know, what is your advice to artists out there that are looking at this NFT space? Yeah, look, this kind of really rolls over from what I was just saying about Clubhouse and, and that ability to be available all of a sudden 24-7. All of a sudden you can be try, you know, um, up at 2 in the morning having an interview somewhere or you can be doing all these things. And, and I really had to, in the beginning, there was just so much FOMO, like so much like, oh, that per I need to get into that room and I really want to meet that person. I want to speak. And so because there's no physical limitations, it's almost like there's no limitations, which is, you know, couldn't be further from the truth actually. And so I ended up and everyone has to get in there and find their way. And for me, I'm, you know, because I'm self-employed artist and my, my bread and butter really is my physical work. Mm. And while there's been, uh, some success in, in the NFT world and in crypto, the reality is that crypto is highly volatile. And so I, I think anyone who's coming in and if you're coming in just to make money, then that's not the best motivation. Like you, for me, I really wanted to be part of, I really wanted to have my work be part of this new genre of work. I really wanted to be part of, of what's happening because I think in the long term we're going to look back and it's going to be really important. So I think it's really important to not put all your eggs in one basket with NFTs and that in terms of like your own energy and your work and to be really diverse, you know, keep your diversity of employment or keep your diversity of income and, you know, get some sleep and eat properly. I mean, the same things apply, but the FOMO, I think, you know, for me, I've worked out that I just want to be making really good quality pieces and dropping them and for collectors to look at the longevity of my career and look at my body of work and feel like I'm a good investment and not because I'm doing a 10,000 project and there's going to be all this utility, but the utility is me. And if you're listening basic and you're new to NFTs, the utility is basically added value that you might get with a digital artwork. So you might get entrance to somewhere or you might get free prints or whatever, you know, so for me, you know, working out who I am in the space, what my work's about and doing that pretty quickly was really important. So I didn't burn myself out. And basically I kind of see it as like, you know, and this is not certainly not to take away the importance of NFTs, but I kind of view the money side as a monopoly game because I feel like anyone who's really invested in the money side 
you know, with it being so volatile, that's you're leaving yourself quite vulnerable. If mm -hmm. you're, if you can't work, you can't make the work because you have to work. And then all of a sudden you've set, you know, and there were a lot of people who set up these big things and then they can't maintain them because they physically can't maintain. And so then you actually yeah. lose credibility with your collectors. If you, you know, it's like overpriced, same in the physical world, you know, under prom what is it <laughs> under promise and over deliver yeah that's it I mean, it's the same thing same thing so does that answer the question absolutely. i don't know i kind of went on no absolutely <laughs> it does uh no and thank you for that if i look at some of the the more i guess successful projects just to sort of put it in perspective you know these really big projects where there's a lot of a mm. uh, lot of money thrown at it a lot of uh, resources yeah. and, mm -hmm. and, and they're wildly successful you know they're selling at really ludicrous prices of 10, 15 Ethereum, you know, per NFT. These are really yeah. what people consider wildly successful projects. People don't know that underlying, you know, behind the scenes, those project members, those founding members, they're really suffering from mental stress. And, and I think when I, when I heard you, you know, you give that advice, I, that's the one mm -hmm. thing that's, that sort of, I guess, uh, rings true, you know, for the most part is, you know, do not get yourself mm -hmm. overtaxed. You know, only invest in what you can invest and that that means exactly. you know that means money that means time that means emotion mm -hmm. so i think people really need to understand that like you said fomo which is fear of missing out you know for those that don't know i think that's a huge sort of undertaking that people overlook when they get into this space because it's so exciting it's moving fast there's people that are already entrenched into this space that make it look easy mm -hmm. right yeah and, absolutely yeah. And, and you talk about these big projects and you, you talk about don't necessarily need to make money and yeah you know we would all like to make a little money especially mm -hmm. the artists that are that are up and coming or what's called you know so-called starving artists as i used to mm -hmm. say back in the day but i think it's it's equally important to to say okay you know we need to look at this as as a whole as a future as a long haul Right. You know, absolutely. don't worry yeah, absolutely. about the short term, you know, get mm -hmm. into this, do your thing, learn as you go and, you know, be around like-minded people that are sort of that have yeah. the same mindset. And I think that's super important. Uh, one last question, just before we wrap things up for this episode, where do you see the future of NFT in the art community? Yeah, sure. Um, and this is like why I got into NFTs. Oh, one, like one of the reasons I, I wanted to, pursue this with my work is because and this is why also this helps settle FOMO and it helps you like it's helped me balance everything is because I see I feel like I mean NFTs won't go away and they will become like a really I mean anyone who's just listening doesn't understand like or doesn't know but basically over time any every time an NFT is bought or sold one of the few ways an artist can, can be paid a commission every time that happens, every time there's movement in the work. And so I think in the bigger picture, this does benefit artists, you know, and it's not going away. Blockchain, I can't like, I think there's far too many big stakeholders now for crypto to go away. I agree. Um, you know, huge companies, huge uh, financial, that's the thing. Like I'm an artist, I'm an individual artist. And that's the thing. If, I don't want to hire a team and do a project and be, it doesn't matter what my work's doing now, but it's also encapsulating the journey of my work as I go along. So if you look at my first NFTs to the ones I'm making now, it's also really pushed my work. Um, and I think it, any artist who gets into the space, you know, it does push you. And I met people all over the world that I would never have met. 
Um, so there's that kind of connection of artists, I think, that won't ever go away. So, like, in 10 years, it'll be like, I remember you from this. Like, it'll be really significant, I think. And it's we're still only it's still only really early. And so if you want to get in the space, I think you just do your homework, see if your work's a good fit, see if you really like it. Like, mm. do you like the idea of make? don't do it that you should be doing. It's like I don't do the portrait part. Like, I don't do the drawing like I don't do everything just do the things that really move you go where the love is that's my favorite phrase like and in the NFTs that's the other thing too is the community is amazing and there is a lot of love there and you would know that there's just there's a lot of love and a lot of loyalty there's a lot of sharks and scammers but there's also a lot of love um and so I think we'll look back and be really fondly remembering the genesis of NFTs and yeah that's what I'm that's why I'm here and continue to make nft work animations oh, thanks <laughs> thanks for that and that's some really good helpful insights you know you know you talk about the sharks i think there's always going to be sharks in any new technology yeah. that comes out and, and you talk about community that is huge you know i've been in this space yeah. little less than a year and everywhere i go mm-hmm. rather it's virtually or in person especially when we do the irl the in real life events yeah. right the community is so warm and, and they're so giving yeah. like I, every time i go to an event I find some people that just know more than me are willing to, mm-hmm. to help out and give back without asking. And that's just a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling. I think that, um, you know, is very welcome when you're new and you're learning a new space that seems sort of intimidating. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's one of the first times that I felt like really excited about being an artist and like they're just the lack of the lack of like snobbery, the lack of like um, gatekeeping, the lack of, and the generosity, as you said, like, you know, I only got into the space because people were generous and helped me because you literally, you're like a baby when you first, you don't know anything. And I'm probably already using terms that I presume people know that they don't know because that's how quickly you learn as well, you know? And so it's one of those things once you get in and I've helped a lot of people too, to kind of, to, to get involved to whatever degree they want to and, and that's the clubhouse room. Like that's what that room was yeah. set up for. So we could safely kind of, and also support other artists because at the end of the day, I'm still an artist. I still really care about my work. I really care that people connect with the work. I want people to be emotionally moved by the work. You know, all of that kind of stuff that when you're an artist, that doesn't go away whether you're making 15 ether piece or 0. 0.0002. <laughs> like <laughs> sure, it doesn't sure. matter what you're making, you're still emotionally invested in your work. And so I think that's like a really big thing you know, for anyone when you get into it. If you don't like it, don't do it. You don't have to. But if you love it, then go. <laughs> awesome. Sound advice. Hey, Jasmine, <laughs> I think we've come to the end of the road for today's session. Really appreciate your time. Really appreciate you coming on the show and contributing. Just as, a, I guess, as a final housekeeping, where can listeners find you? Where can they find Jasmine and learn more about you? Yeah, sure. Um, I've got a um, website, which is Jasmine Mansbridge. J-A-S-M-I-N-E-M-A-N-S-B-R-I-D-G-E, um, which has got kind of a great, you know, snapshot of everything because I am pretty diverse or on Instagram. I'm pretty active there, Jasmine underscore Mansbridge. Because I use, that's the other thing in NFT world, I, I just use my name. So my name is me, whether I'm on Twitter or Clubhouse. And I, I found that because there are lots of different identities that come and go in the crypto space that me having my name on the blockchain and just being me everywhere has actually also helped help me have credibility too sure. so that's something to think about. 
I don't have a crazy tiger name or some weird name that I can come and go. I'm me everywhere. So that's something to consider as well if you're a physical artist coming into the space about how you brand yourself, how your identity is, how easy you are to find in all the places. Yeah, no, that's that's really good advice because I think a lot of people <laughs> come up with crazy sort of, you know, code names and which is you know, fine. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it really is. But at the same time, if you're trying to put a brand out there and make it easy for people to find you, people to, easy, yeah. to, to easily to relate that your name, first and foremost, is just it's easy, right? Yeah, it's, it's like there's something about match lining up the integrity of your own name. There's something about that, I think, in this in this crypto world that also increasingly going on. I personally find it important too or valuable that if someone's using their name that there's some kind of presumed integrity there. If you can Google them and see all their work and, you know, you know who they are, that there's, they're worth investing in too or they're, you know, they're worth, they're not just going to disappear overnight yeah. and never make a thing ever again. And that I think that also uh, allows for your work to have, longevity financially as well yeah it adds to the transparency in the, it does uh, thank you that's the yeah. word i was looking for <laughs> it's, it's transparency and accountability yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely all right, all right jasmine yeah. thanks for your time i really appreciate it and uh maybe yeah, we'll have you on the you. show uh next time and uh yeah until then talk soon thanks. yes thank you bye that's a wrap folks thanks for tuning in to today's session don't forget to follow the show and our guest speakers on the socials listed in the comments below. See you next time.